Welcome to Mornings with Maddie. We are here on March the 11th. All right, I have to confess something. I think when I was about six years old, I was getting ready for bed, but I didn't feel like brushing my teeth, and so I didn't. And then when I was asked if I brushed my teeth with as much boldness as I could muster up, I said, yes, I did. But my parents, with great intuitive nature or, you know, an ability to read their daughter who can't lie very well, they asked me again, but with more of a, are you sure you brushed your teeth? So they graciously gave me a second chance to try again, but I was going to stand by my decision to not brush my teeth. But really, I just didn't want to admit that I'd lied because I'd be caught red-handed. So again, I said, yep, I did. And I tried to turn quickly to go to my bedroom. But alas, their persistence in knowing that I lied managed to get me back to the bathroom to brush my teeth like I was supposed to. And I'm sure they don't remember any of that situation, but it's still so ingrained in me. We hate confessing when we've done something wrong. It's hard to admit, and it's hard when we know that there are consequences that follow. It feels icky, so then our natural response tends to be to run away, or to lock the situation into a black box in the back of our minds, or to just sit in our own junk. Yet none of these are actually productive. James 5 verse 16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. There's a transformative power that happens when we confess what we've done wrong to other people. And there are a couple ways that this could play out. We can confess to a pastor or a priest, confess to a counselor or a mentor, or confess to some of our most trusted companions. And there are times when public confession has to happen, but those seem to be very specific circumstances. It's more the day-to-day stuff that I'm talking about. With some of my most trusted people, we've identified that together we are a safe space for each other to freely confess. And to be fair, this is based off of years of building up trust with each other. But oftentimes when one of us needs to share something that we know we've done is wrong, it starts with, okay, I just need to voice this and put it on the table. And then they'll keep going. And that for everybody else is just a signal for us that no advice needs to be given and we just need to stand with them in solidarity that, yep, we all have our moments of messing up. And then we can point each other back to God simply by loving each other when mistakes are made. And you might hear that and think, wow, Maddie and her people do some crazy bad things. If you consider an unkind thought towards someone else bad, then yes. And if you consider a moment of comparison bad, then yes. If you consider a moment of complaining bad, then yes. If you consider gossiping bad, then yes. If you consider a thought that wasn't in line with truth bad, then yes. But together, we've come to discover the importance of calling a spade a spade and by sharing it with people who you know won't judge you, but will stand with you as you admit a fault. And then there's this inner freedom. Even my six-year-old self knew how holding on to a lie was going to eat at me and that that was not freedom. But my today self knows that just voicing it and putting it on the table is the first step to living a life of freedom and then turning away from doing that thing again. Though, yes, there are things that I find I'm voicing often, but am I ever thankful for a God whose forgiveness doesn't have an expiration date and who knows that the process of turning from things in which my humanness wants to lead the way, it takes time and it may take many, many, many attempts to completely turn away from. 
There's a well-known faith leader that I follow who challenges people to say the last 2% that you don't want to say. There's a certain percent of percentage of what goes on inside of us that we'll share without hesitation. And for each of us, that's a different percentage. And also it's a different percentage depending on the people that we're with, which is totally good. But the 2% is the deeper things that we need a lot of courage to actually voice. It's either the thing that we don't want anyone to ever know, or it's the thing that we desperately want to vomit out, but we fear other people's reactions. So I've been challenging myself by asking, what's the 2% you don't want to admit? And more often than not, my journal is on the receiving end of those truths, but I've been pushing myself to voice them as well. And in that, there's freedom and also a level of accountability to turn away from those wrong ways of thinking or behaving or believing. So what's your 2%? The thing that you desperately don't want to admit, but need to. And even if you don't share it with anybody, find solace in the fact that God already knows, so you may as well tell him. And trust that he'll receive it with grace, truth, and forgiveness. <laughs>